Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, let's praise Him all over this building. Come on, let's praise Him all over the building right now. How many of you are grateful for the Lamb of God, the blood of Jesus Christ? Thank you, Jesus. The precious Lamb of God. I said the precious Lamb of God. Hallelujah. He was made in the likeness of sinful flesh, but He condemned sin in the flesh. That we who were born in sin and shaping in iniquity could come out of sin into the righteousness of God, into the glory land of heaven. Aren't you glad for the Lamb? Come on, clap your hands and praise Him for His goodness. Hallelujah. The precious Lamb. Somebody shout, the precious Lamb. I have to agree with John the Baptist when he said, the Lamb of God, behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. If it had not been for the Lord, if it had not been for that lamb, we would be hopeless without God, without hope. But it's been by the blood of Jesus Christ that we can stand here with our hands lifted, with our face lifted. No, we have a hope and we have a future. I'm telling you, there's nobody like Jesus. Aren't you glad for Jesus? Praise God, I'm moved today. Hallelujah. We welcome you and Merry Christmas to everybody. We're so glad that you have made made way to the house of the Lord. And we pray that today God touches each and every one of you in a very, very powerful way. And it's communion Sunday for this Christmas season. And it's going to be so powerful what God's going to do through this today in us. I don't want to ever forget Neither do I want to ever become ungrateful for what he's done for us. It was not just about a baby laying in a manger. It was about him growing in wisdom and in stature and knowing what he was doing. But he chose to go to Calvary anyhow so we could be here today. You know what? You got got all dressed up, your hair all fixed, not mine. You got all fixed up to come here today. You know why? Praise Him. We might as well get out everything out of this service that God wants to give us in it. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. You know, back in the day, they'd sing songs like, what kind of church is this? It's a sanctified church. It's been made holy. Amen. I'm going to tell you, He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He pulled me out of darkness into his marvelous light. How many glad the Lord set you free? Somebody shout, he set me free. Elbow your neighbor and say, he set me free. Amen. Look at your neighbor again and say, you look like you need set free. Glory. They tell me, you turn to the book of Mark chapter 14. They tell me that it's going to snow on Christmas. Sleigh bells ring in the lane. It's a beautiful sight. Walking. My goodness, I don't know if I'm going to be able to preach with this Christmas attitude you got here. 
hot chocolate and hot cup of coffee. That sounds good right now. And uh, we can almost do jingle bells right now in this room. I remember a day on a Wednesday night that they started playing rocking around the Christmas tree. The Lord left the building, I'm telling you right now. I don't know how it got in the building, but Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you'll take plenty of time to try your best to spend time with family. And uh, it's a great time of year to give. It's always a blessing to receive as well, but it's more blessing to give. We honor all of our guests, everyone that's in the room today. We honor you. We're so glad that you're here. It is. It's the most wonderful time. Have y'all been listening to Christmas music? You better, you bunch of Scrooges, if not. Man, we've been listening to it, I think, since Halloween, haven't we? It started in our house. Cindy said, it's been a tough year. We might as well make it happy. Amen. Mark 14 and verse 12. Uh, I do want to honor today. We're coming to the end of this, this year and got a great service plan for Wednesday night. The reason we're registering, we're just trying to stay consistent with the crowd. We knew if we just had one service, it'd probably be too big and not as safe as we want it to be. And so uh, you can register. If you find out somebody hasn't registered and they don't know how to do it, just tell them to come because it's not going to be a major issue, but we're trying to accommodate as best as we can, safely as we can. Uh, but the Anchor Christian Academy is going to be singing. Uh, it's going to be a great presentation. Uh, it's going to be an amazing evening, a 6 o'clock service and a 7 o'clock service. As you can tell right there, it's not going to be real long. And it's going to be a great time. Mark 14, verse 12, and the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, where wilt thou that we go and prepare that thou mayest eat the Passover? I'm just going to word it this way. You, you can tell that we're in the book as Pentecostal because after church, we say, where are we going to eat? How <laughs> I many know some of you getting ready to say that? As soon as you leave the building, where are we going to eat? And then, like in my car, it would be, I don't know. I don't care where you want to eat. I don't care. I don't know where you want to eat. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I finally looked at my wife one day and said, don't ever say that you don't care because you do. <laughs> Can I get a witness from some men in the building? They always care. And don't get too loud. She's going to punch you in the ribs. She said, I don't care wherever you want to go. I, find, I said, it's not true. Finally, I proved it to her. One day was when I said, where do you want to eat? She said, I don't care where you want to eat. I said, Burger King. You know I don't like Burger King. I said, I told you you'd care. <laughs> now I've got four kids that have different appetites at all times. It's confusion. So you know what's best to do? Just go to the dollar menu. That's just go to the dollar menu. They don't know where they want to go. They said, where are we going to eat? He sent forth two of his disciples and saith unto them, go ye into the city. And there shall you meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him. And wheresoever he shall go in, say ye to the goodman of the house. The master saith, where is the guest chamber? The guest chamber. Everybody say guest chamber. You're going to need that in a minute. The guest chamber. Where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples. And he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared there make ready for us. And his disciples went forth and came into the city and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. I'd like to preach for the next few moments leading to our communion service 
it's only temporary. It's only temporary. May the Lord bless you as you are seated. They were not just saying on some random Sabbath, hey, Jesus, where are we going to eat? Like I mentioned a moment ago, it was just some random Sunday. This was the Passover. This was a holiday or a holy day. It's sort of now what many of you and as I know my family, we are. Where are we going to eat on Christmas? COVID-19 has had an effect on many of our plans. Can I get a witness from the congregation? Uh, it's not. I, I know that we will not be having dinner with my family. We typically go there on the night before Christmas Eve, which will be the 23rd. We stay there, wake up at my parents' house on Christmas Eve and have sort of Christmas morning with them and come back and, and uh, go to my mother-in-law's house and then go home and we have our Christmas morning at our house. That's sort of our tradition. We, we can't do that this year because it seems to be unsafe, at least with my family, uh, getting around my parents with the COVID-19. And so the question has been, maybe as it has been in your house, where are we going to have Christmas dinner? How are we going to do this? Going to be able to get with my brother or we're going to be home alone. And I, I've heard even some, maybe even here, that, 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 that you're trying to figure that out. It was sort of the same setting, except they didn't have COVID-19. Where are we going to have the Passover? This is, this is something we've known about for a year. But where, where are we going to have the Passover? Where, where are we going to have Passover dinner, the, the, the feast of unleavened bread? Where are we going to eat? Somebody shout, where are we going to eat? And he says, he says to them, two of his disciples, he said, go into the city. When you go into the city, you are going to find a man carrying a pitcher of water. He said, when you see him, he said, follow him. And he said, uh, go to the house he goes to. When you go in and you find the goodman of the house, you say to the goodman of the house, the master saith, where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples and he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared there make ready for us. Jesus knew ahead of time where they were going to take communion, if you will, or the Passover, the unleavened feast. They he knew ahead of the time where they would be. And so the disciples did what he said. They went into the city and sure enough, here came a man walking, carrying a pitcher of water and they followed him and went to this random house. You imagine being the guy with the pitcher of water and seeing these two guys follow you into the house. And they walk in the house and they say to the good man of the house, uh, uh, the master told us to come here and said that there's a room prepared where he needs a place to have feast. Uh, the Passover feast with his disciples. He says, sure, it's right here. It's in the upper room. It's this upper chamber. And there it is. It was there exactly like he said. And you'll find that Jesus shows up there and in this place that it wasn't just an upper room. It was called a guest chamber. May I say to you that Jesus did not purchase that house. Jesus did not purchase that room. Jesus merely borrowed a guest chamber because the guest doesn't own it. It's just a borrowed place 
because where he was going was only temporary. I want to say to you today that Jesus knew everything that he was getting into leading all the way through the cross. If you look back in chapter 11 of Mark, you'll find that he told the disciples what is called his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. He told the disciples, he said, he said, I want you to go down to Bethany. He said, there's a place where there's a crossroads where two roads meet. Go there. And when you get there where the roads cross, you're going to find a colt tied. Look at your neighbor say a colt tied. There's a colt tied there. And when you get there, you're going to find a colt tied. He said, loose that colt and bring him to me. He said, but when you loose him, he said, this is what's going to happen. As soon as you loose the, the colt, somebody's going to say, what are you doing with that colt? He said, you tell them that the master has need of him. Sure enough, the disciples go down where the crossroads were and there's a colt tied. Disciples just obey the Lord. Some random strange donkey here. The colt was tied. They loosed the colt as soon as they did. Some bystander said, hey, what are you doing with that colt? He said, the master has need of it. They walked away with a colt that did not belong to them. May I remind you, that's the colt that he rode into Jerusalem. That they threw down their garments and they threw down their coats and they threw down the palm leaves when he came into Jerusalem and they began to shout, Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. I want to say to you that he didn't purchase the colt. The colt was borrowed. You have to understand here today is that Jesus knew where he was going. He knew exactly what was going to happen all the way through. It was a borrowed uh, colt. It was a borrowed Passover guest chamber to have the Passover. He arrives in this chamber, the guest chamber with the disciples. He sits down with them and he looks up and he says to Judas, while the unleavened bread is on the table, the wine is on the table. How many's pictured that picture, the Last Supper picture, the famous Last Supper picture? John's head is laying on his chest. Judas is dipping his bread in the sup. This famous picture of the Last Supper, it is here that Jesus stops before they eat and he says, one of you is going to betray me. He could see the future of that. Jesus knew, look at your neighbor say, Jesus knew what was coming. He's omniscient. He's all knowing. He could see the colt. He could see the chamber. He could even see the man with a pitcher of water, but he could also see Judas betraying him. They didn't even believe Jesus when he said about Judas, but he goes on and begins to say something to them. He makes this statement when he's sitting at the table with them about to eat. He said in uh, Mark 14, he says in verse 25, verily I send to you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. In Matthew, it says, until I drink it with you in the kingdom of God. I want you to understand, you can't understand communion if you don't understand the Passover. It was never just a reflection in the Passover was the lamb that was slain in Egypt to get us out of Egypt. How many remember when the blood was shed in Egypt? The blood was shed there. The purpose of the lamb dying is so when death came or judgment would come, if the blood was applied to the doorpost, it had to pass over your house and go to the next one. It was called the pass over because the blood of the lamb had been slain and it had been applied. When they would eat at the, at the Passover, they would reflect about the lamb that died 
And even the Jews still today would say, but there's a lamb coming or a Messiah on the way. We believe as Christians, he's already come. How many know the Messiah has already come? His name is Jesus Christ. John declared him at age 30, behold the lamb of God. But the point of the Passover is not just reflecting on what the lamb has done. It's the great of the hope of the future to come. You can't take communion or back then the Passover without being thankful for what he's done for you and thankful for what he's going to do for you. My, I feel like preaching to you today. Coming to Jesus isn't just about getting your past removed. It's about getting a nameplate on the marriage supper table of the Lamb. It's not just about what he did yesterday. It's about what he's about to do in my future tomorrow. He knows all things. Somebody shout, he knows all things. And so when he's sitting here, the context, the narrative that is in the story is this. He knows what is about to happen next. Judas, you're going to betray me. One of you, Judas is it I? Thou hast said. He knew it was Judas. Remember this. He knew the colt. He knew the man of the water pitcher. He knew the guest chamber. He knew Judas would betray him. He knew where he was going. So when he took the bread and he was sitting there with them and he took the bread and he broke it, he said it this way, this is my body. It's going to be broken. Unleavened, representing that he was spotless. How many know he was unblemished? He never had a mistake in his life. There's only one. How many know he was the only one worthy? to die for us. No one else could have done that. No one else could have done that. You imagine being his brother James raised up in that house. Everything you do would get compared to Jesus. It'd been a problem, wouldn't it? James never, Jesus never back talks me. Jesus always cleans his room. He always cleans his dishes when he's done eating. No wonder they didn't like him in John 18. Got tired of his perfection. Point to make is there was only one him. He was the lamb. He was the unblemished lamb, the spotless lamb. He knew what was coming down the pike. He knew what was laying ahead. And when he's sitting there with his disciples, he takes the bread and he break it knowingly that he's going to have broken body. Knowing the crown of thorns would be placed on his head. He knew what he was going to go through. He knew nails were going to be driven into his hands. A nail would be driven through his feet. He knew there were going to be 39 stripes on his back. He knew it was going to happen. Matter of fact, he would, every now and then, he would say something to them. And he'd say, you know, I'm going to be taken from you. And Simon Peter one time rebuked him, said, Lord, be it far from me. He said, get thee behind me, Satan, because that's my purpose. The reason I'm here, I wasn't just born to live. I was born to die, to stand in place of you. It should have been us that's hanging on that cross. It should have been me on the whipping post getting what I deserve. But no, he stood in my place as my substitute said, I'll take his punishment. I'll take, I'll take the death. Come on, the wages of sin is death. But the Lord pushed me out of the way and said, I'm going to step in place of you. Beat me instead of him. Take my life instead of him. I'll stand in the gap for him. I'll take his pain. I'll take his punishment. Oh, yes. 
He knew it was coming even when he took of the, of the, of the vine. He took of the juice. He took of the wine. And he said, this is the blood of my New Testament, of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Somebody shout, he knew it was coming. He knew there was pain. He knew there was agony. I love this portion of scripture I'm going to read to you today from the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hallelujah. I don't want to ever get tired of hearing about the gospel of Jesus Christ. You might be sitting here today and say, this sounds like an Easter message. There would be no Easter if there had not been a lamb. If there was no Christmas, there would be no Easter. He wasn't born just so you could have Christmas presents. He was born so you could get to the other side. You can't get there without him. You can't get there without him. Watch what it says. He said in Hebrews 12, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Many believe that that means people that have went beyond before you are standing in the arena watching you run this race now. Mike and Debbie Tejas, Shirley Gladmans, Mary Williamses. We can, we can keep naming. I know we've had a lot of funerals recently. Greater cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking, looking unto Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. You've got to get in it to win it. You gotta make up in your mind. He didn't bring me this far to let me, let me die by myself. He's getting me through this. I'm coming out of this. I feel like preaching to somebody today. Somebody shout, it's only temporary. He said, he said, he said, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy, my, I need to stop here for a minute. I said, he's the author and he's the finisher. Can I just go ahead and let you know what I'm preaching? It was a borrowed cult. It was a borrowed guest chamber. It was getting ready to be a borrowed tomb. Because he knew he didn't need it very long. Can I tell you, he endured the shame of the cross. Watch what it says. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He endured the pain. He endured the nails. He endured the shame. He endured the pain and the blood dripping out of him. He endured all of that chaos and all of that tragedy. You know why? Because he knew it was temporary. It was painful now, but it's temporary. It's hurting right now, but it's only temporary. It's not gonna last forever. Can I tell you, he went to the cross because he wanted to make your trial only temporary. He wanted to make your sin only temporary he wanted to make your chaos he wanted to make your chaos only you might have a bad 2020 because I preach to you it's only temporary it's not going to last that way forever he's bringing you out it's a sickness but it's not unto death somebody help me preach it's only temporary Hey, listen, can I go back and tell you, Sarah, it seems you got a barren womb, but it's only temporary. Hey, Rebecca, it seems you're barren, but it's only temporary. Rachel, it seems you're barren. It's only temporary. I come to tell you tonight in the Holy Ghost, it's only temporary. He's bringing you out. He's bringing you out. It's only temporary. 
Come on, elbow two or three people say it's only temporary. It's only temporary. 39 stripes. He pulled himself up on stripe number 13 and take it like a man. And a cat of nine tails of some hateful, heartless, vile soldier with a hate in his eyes. How can you hate the lamb? Because the Bible says in that day, they're going to call evil good and good evil. You better be careful what news you're watching. You better be careful what media you're paying attention to. It'll cause your heart to turn from the book to the world and you'll start loving what God hates and you'll start hating what God loves. I'm preaching to you right now. How can they whip him the way they did? Because they hated what God loved. And they'd whip him again. And he'd fall down and he'd raise up again. They'd hit him again. 30, 31, 35. They tell me 39 categories of fatal diseases on the earth. And when he was at 38, he said, there's one more I got to take care of. If that's true, I'm not going to stop until I've taken care of every disease because there's nothing in your life that God can't remove from your life because with God, I said with God, all things, come on, what are you going through today? God can pull you out of that. I said, God can bring you out of that. Somebody shout glory. They hung him on a cross. But it was temporary. Look at your neighbor and say, you got some pain. But it's temporary. See, I feel healing coming in here right now. If you need a miracle in your body, jump to your feet, stretch your hands to heaven, let God heal you right now. The Lord says it's temporary. Come on, if you need a miracle, I'd get me on my feet say right now. If you've got a trial in your life, stay to your feet and lift your hands and say, I need a miracle. I need a healing. I want you to bring me out of this situation. It's only temporary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Simon, they had breaking the bread. This is my body. They had drinking from there. They leave the Passover. They go down to the Garden of Gethsemane. And it's there and he begins to tell his disciples sitting there. He says, he says to the disciples, and uh, Judas is gone by the way, but he says to his disciples, you're going to be offended because it's not long till I'm going to be taken from you. Oh, Simon Peter says, they might get offended. We know John's not going to because he's pretty perfect, but I'm not going to get offended. James might get offended, but I'm not getting offended. He says, Simon, you better listen to me. You're going to deny me three times before the cock ever crows. Before the rooster ever does the cock-a-diddle-doo. You, you're going to deny me three times. You're going to deny you even know me. <laughs> me? Ain't no way. Simon, what you don't understand is I can see tomorrow. I can see what you can't see in yourself. You thought you would be in this. You thought you'd never fail me, but you're not even converted yet. There's things in your life that have not been fixed. 
Just remember this, Simon. Satan has desired to sift you as weak, but I prayed for you that your faith fail thee not. Simon, I see attack coming down the road. I see you walking away from me. I see you denying me, but just remember that that supper that we had just a few moments ago isn't just about the past. It's about a future. It's about when you become broken. Remember, I was broken in place of you to put you back together. Remember, when you fell, remember that I shed the blood so you could get back up again. Don't ever forget. I said, don't ever forget, Simon. Don't ever forget what I told you at the supper table. You're going to deny me, I'm telling you now. But at the supper table, don't, rem don't forget the prophecy I gave you. The next meal we're going to have is going to be in glory land. Remember I told you that? I told you that before the mistake's going to happen. I told you you're going to be with me in heaven before you ever, ever told you that you're going to deny my name. Just remember, what I do at Calvary isn't just for yesterday, it's for tomorrow. I feel like preaching to somebody in the building. He understood that Simon Peter's mistake was only temporary. <laughs> he knew him walking away from him was just temporary. It was as qualified as a borrowed tomb, a borrowed coat, a guest chamber. Your mistake would not be forever. It was for a moment, but you're coming back with greatness. You're coming back with power. Come on, jump your feet and clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands and praise him. Everybody in the building, stand to your feet and clap your hands and thank God for the blood. It was only, remain standing. He understood that Simon Peter's mistake was only temporary. Because in reality, the only thing that was in that chamber that day that he wanted to be permanent was his disciples. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not temporary. If you believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. Watch how he sees. If it were not so, I would have told you so. But I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. I come to tell you, the house you live in is temporary. That body you're living in right now is temporary. You know, one of these days you can ask Mike and Debbie about it. They're not here anymore. They done crossed over. They're in the cloud of witnesses now. They don't finish the race. They don't finish the course. Come up here, Sawyer. At 10 point you killed this year is only temporary. With a compound bow. 30 yard shot. It's just temporary. As fast as you're growing, those shoes are temporary, honey. We buy them pants and they say no the high waters. Tell my kids, the flood is over, the land is dry. Why do you wear your pants so high? <laughs> Temporary. That old truck I used to have, 
It's got rust on it now. It's temporary. But one of these days, buddy, you remember this. Me and you, we're going to stand around a permanent throne. You might have some circumstances. You might have some trials in your life, Sawyer. But don't ever forget what I'm telling you. One of these days, me and you, buddy, we're going to be dancing around the throne of God. I'm not going to miss it. I said, I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. Jillian, me and you, baby doll, we're going to serve him for 10,000s of years. You know how we're getting there? It's because what he did at Calvary. If it had not been for the cross, there would no, be no permanent for me in heaven. But because of the cross, because of a borrowed coat, a borrowed chamber, a borrowed cross, a borrowed linen cloth that was folded, put back in the tomb, folded. Jesus was saying, I don't need that anymore. Walked out of a borrowed tomb. You know why? Because he is my forever. He is my permanent. Come on. That's why I'm going to be at church every Sunday because I'm going to worship him for the ages long. How many love him today? Ashley, he saw the sin before you ever committed it. But he said, come home. You remember when I walked up to you? I said, Ashley, prophecies never die we step aside but he calls us back in to step back in exactly where he wants you to be the hand of God is upon you you blessed all of us by signing today I want you to lift your hands and receive a blessing of the Lord go ahead God brought you home come on there's other people in this room God's wanting to bring home lift your hands all over the building in the name of the Lord Jesus hallelujah hallelujah by the hand of God. Oh, the blood that gives me strength from today. Somebody say, day, it will never, never lose its power. Lift your hands and sing. For it reaches to the highs. Oh, yes, it does. And it flows. To the valley of the blood that gives me strength. It will never, never lose It soothes all my doubts And it calms my fears This same blood, it dries all From day to day, it will never 
where you've been. The Lord is saying, come home. I feel a call of God for somebody to step out and say, I'm ready to come to Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed if you're in this room today and the Lord is calling you closer to him, calling you back to him. I come to tell you, he saw the mistake before it happened, but he knew it was gonna be temporary. He said, I've given you my mercy, my grace, come home. If you're here right now, the Lord's calling you home, calling you back to him. I want you to raise your hand in this building. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord's calling you to him in the name of Jesus. Here's what I want you to do all over the building. If you're physically able, because we need to prepare our hearts before we take communion, I want you to get on your knees and bend your knee. And I want you to pray and ask God to forgive you, everybody in the room. And the Bible says with clean hands and a pure heart. Everybody in the room that can, I want you to get on your knees before the Lord and ask God for forgiveness. Lord, let the words of my mouth let the meditations in my heart be acceptable, God, in thy sight. Is there anything in me? Oh, God, lead me to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My, 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 my. The hand of the Lord is upon you. Go ahead, call upon the name of the Lord. Oh, we love you, Jesus. <laughs> oh God thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast if you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.